So let's, uh, let's turn our eyes to Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this time, O oh Lord. Thank you for your presence in this place. We are hungry for your presence, O oh Lord. Lord, take away every distraction right now. We want to focus on you and you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So currently we are on a series called Focused on His Presence. So this is the third message on that series. And the topic for today is God's manifest presence. Yeah, the, the, the topic is God's manifest presence. So let's read the value statement that we have for this week. Okay, it's up on the screen. Purposefully cultivating a hunger for God's manifest presence and an openness to experiencing the Holy Spirit deepens our friendship with God and our awareness that we carry His presence for the sake of the world. Purposefully cultivating a hunger for God's manifest presence and an openness to experiencing the Holy Spirit deepens our friendship with God and our awareness that we carry His presence for the sake of the world. So let's do a, a declaration. It's up on the screen. So I'll read it first, and then at the count of three, we'll all read it together. I am hungry for more of God's manifest presence. Okay, I'll count three. One, two, three. I am hungry for more of God's manifest presence. Let's do it again. One, two, three. I am hungry for more of God's manifest presence. Now, what is manifest presence? Now, God is omnipresent. He's present everywhere, all the time. For reference, you can read Psalms 139. Now, Because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, when we believe in Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually dwells in us. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will never leave us. So what is God's manifest presence? Now, we experience God's manifest presence when God chooses to reveal himself. Reveal himself in such a way that we sometimes see him, sometimes hear him, or sometimes feel his presence. So let's do it again. God's man we experience God's manifest presence when God chooses to reveal himself in a way that we sometimes see him, sometimes hear him, sometimes feel his presence. Let's look at an example. God manifests himself to Moses in a burning bush. Moses could see the burning bush and he heard God's voice. God manifests himself to the Israelites in the wilderness in the form of a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. On the day of Pentecost, when the disciples were in the upper room, they heard a roaring sound of a mighty windstorm. And they saw fire, flames, and tongues of fire settling down on each one of them. And, the, and this is my favorite. God, the Son, Jesus Christ, manifest himself 
and dwelt among us. John chapter 1 verse 14, it says, the, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, the presence, the word presence in Hebrew means face. So when we enter the presence of God, we come face to face with God. In our world, we do a one-on-one with people. We go and meet people face to face. What happens? We build a relationship. When we enter into the presence of God and come face to face with God, we build a relationship with God. And that's, that's so important. So let's look at, now you may have this question, why should I hunger for God's manifest presence? Why? Why should I be hungry for God's manifest presence? Let's go to Exodus 33. Now there's a conversation happening between God and Moses. Now the context behind that conversation is in the previous chapter, chapter 32, where the people of Israel have broken the first two commandments that they had agreed to. They had worshipped an idol of a calf made of gold and they had broken the first two commandments. The first commandment is no other God. The second commandment is no idols. And now God is having a conversation with Moses. God tells Moses, Moses, I'm not going to go with you and you and people of Israel into the promised land. You know what Moses responded? Moses said, God, if you don't go with us into the promised land, then I'll choose to stay in the desert in your presence. The reason is, in the next verse, verse 16, which is up on the screen, Exodus chapter 33, verse 16, he says, How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? And this is really important. For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. Essentially, Moses is saying, God, when we have your presence, we are different. Because Israel was God's special possession, a holy nation, and a kingdom of priests. God had special plans and purpose for Israel. And Moses understood that if if he leads Israel by his own strength, by his own abilities, he cannot take Israel into the plans and purposes that God had for Israel. Now, the kings who came after uh, Moses, many years after Moses, they did not understand this. They tried to lead Israel by their own abilities, by their own strength, and they messed up Israel. Israel was defeated twice by two mighty empires, and they were taken as captives. We, that is all of us here, when we believe in Christ, we become the God's chosen people. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I know this is a very, very popular verse. Why don't you read with me? Let's start. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 
when we believed in Jesus, we became a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And what does that mean? As a chosen people, we represent God to this world. As a royal priest, we reconcile people to God. We bring people who don't know Jesus to God. And as a holy nation and God's special possession, we live in the plans and purposes that God has for us. Now you may say, I didn't sign up for this. You may say that I didn't sign up for this. I just believed in Jesus. You can only become, you can only walk as a chosen people, as a holy nation, royal priest, and God's special possession when you are focused on the presence of God. The God's presence will make you do all of this. Okay? That's the reason why it's important. It's important to hunger for God's manifest presence. Okay? So let's go. Now you may have this question in your mind. Okay, we are talking about God's manifest presence. Now how, how to enter God's presence? How to enter God's presence? So let's go to another verse in the Bible, very popular, and let's read it together. James chapter 4, verse 8. Okay, let's start. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. A pretty strong language, huh? Essentially, James is saying, James is saying, don't have a divided heart. Don't be divided between God and the world. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. But the follow-up question is, how do you draw near to God? We will focus on one, one of the ways. I'm not saying it's the only way. One of the ways, which is there in Psalms 95. It has personally helped me a lot. And it's helped me to draw near to God. So in Psalms 95, if you read Psalms 95, there are five key words in Psalms 95. The first key word is thanksgiving. The second key word is praise. The, the third key word is worship. The fourth key word is voice. And the fifth keyword is rest. So what is the first keyword? Thanksgiving, praise, worship, voice, and rest. So these are the five keywords in that, in that psalm. So how do you draw near to God? You draw near to God by, through thanksgiving. So today morning, if you, if, you have, if, you have, if you paid attention to the worship that was going on here, we, we were shouting for God and we were thanking him. So, we are, thank, so we, we are thankful to God. We give thanks to God for His goodness. So when we give thanks to God, what happens? Our focus shifts from what we think God needs to do to what God is already doing. The second way we come, to, we draw near to God is through praise. We praise God for His greatness. The way God has created the sun, the earth, the moon, the way he has, he has created you and me is amazing. It's only a great God can do that. That's why we praise God for his greatness. And through praise and thanksgiving, we come into worship. Now, what is worship? Now, if you worship a person or a thing, you are essentially believing 
that that person has or a thing has is worthy that person or a thing has value or everything else in your life and you are ready to submit to the lordship of that person or a thing so if you can you can that person or a thing can be a national leader maybe money maybe career you can you can put anything there and this definition holds good now let's apply this definition to god when we worship god we 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 worship god because he's worthy we worship god because we value him above everything else in our life and we worship god because we want to come under the lordship of god so if you read psalms 95 the the thanksgiving and praise is a shout is an utterance but worship is an attitude where we come to god and kneel before him why do we kneel before god in worship because we are telling god that god i want to come under your lordship and when we worship god what happens we become a people of his pasture a sheep of his hand so that's how we draw near to god through thanksgiving praise and worship now what happens when you draw near to god james 4 8 says god draws near to you jesus you, these are the famous words of jesus my sheep hear my voice my sheep hear my voice when we become a sheep of his hand we hear god's voice and when we hear god's voice we enter into his his rest so so my sheep hear my voice when we hear god's voice we enter into a place of rest now let's to understand this this last two words voice and rest let's look at a story or an incident in first kings chapter 19 before that let me grab a sip of water so first kings chapter 19 first kings chapter 19 is a story of elijah who was elijah elijah was a prophet in the northern kingdom of israel during the time of king ahab and queen jezebel now queen jezebel was a very evil queen she was a worshipper of false god baal so in a previous encounter between elijah and uh, the prophets of baal 450 prophets of baal were killed you you guys are with me okay so now the story starts jezebel is angry with elijah she wants to take revenge on elijah so what she does she 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 starts chasing elijah now elijah is running for his life elijah is sad he's angry he's frustrated he's depressed at one point of time he wants to die elijah runs from jezebel for 40 days 40 nights he travels from mount carmel to mount sinai now he reaches mount sinai then god speaks to him and tells him go out elijah and stand on the mountain in front of me so elijah goes out and stands on the mountain in front of god now he goes through three amazing experiences the first experience is there is a wind storm a violent wind storm that passes by the second after the wind storm comes the earthquake there's a violent earthquake on the mountain the after the earthquake comes the fire the mountain is hit by a fire a violent fire 
After the fire, Elijah hears the sound of a gentle whisper. Elijah knows that that's God. Elijah encounters God in that moment. When Elijah encounters God, what does he do? He covers his face with a cloth. Covering your face with a cloth is an act of worship. So Elijah had entered into a place of stillness and reverence in God's presence so that God could talk to him. What did God do? God spoke to him. On that day, Elijah received new instruction, a new purpose. He walked out as a man with a new purpose, new strength, new faith, new courage. On that day, Elijah entered into a place of rest. When you draw near to God, God draws near to you. And when God draws near to you, you hear God's voice and you enter into a place of rest. How many of you need rest today? How many of you need rest today? Rest is the most precious thing in the world today. Everybody's so busy. So busy. If you don't draw near to God and spend that time with God, you cannot hear His voice and enter into a place of rest. But when you enter into a place of rest, you'll receive new purpose, new strength, new focus, and new faith and new courage. And that's, that's, that's really important. So, so, so we, we looked at why we should hunger for God's manifest presence, how to get into God's presence. Now let's look at what happens when we, what happens when we, uh, when we have God's presence. When we have God's presence, we shape history. When we have God's presence, we shape history. Now, we are all called into this place to shape history. We may, we may be here because of a job, because when I was here two years back or three years back, if you had asked me why you are here in Mississauga, I would have told you that I'm here in Mississauga because of my job. But God actually revealed this to me, that I'm not here in Mississauga because of my job, but I'm here in Mississauga because God called, to me, called me to this place. And now, when I was preparing for this message, or when I'm, you know, when I'm preparing for these messages, I, I, I sometimes get overwhelmed. I say, God, how will I do this? How will I do this? And, and actually, God, you know, this week, I was so nervous and so... Uh, so struggling with my, myself that actually I heard God telling me that I will go with you. I will go with you. And you know, when I, when I looked at the Bible, when I looked at the Bible, this is exactly what God told people when they were nervous or scared about their assignment. When, 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 when Moses was terrified by the assignment of going to Egypt, God told him, I will certainly go with you. When Gideon was running away from the Midianites, he was actually, the Midianites were plundering Israel. God told Gideon, you will rescue Israel from Midianites. And, and Gideon was surprised. But you know what God told Gideon? I will be with you. Now the last words, last few words of the Great Commission, what does it say? I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it, that's why I want to read it. It says... I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's how the Great Commission ends. I am with you 
always to the ends of the age. When Paul was in Corinth, was being persecuted, Lord came to him in a dream and told him, I am with you. When we go, when we take up assignments as God's chosen people, chosen people, we walk in the plans and purposes that God has for us. God will go with us. That's the reason why it's really important to hunger for God's manifest presence. Because without God's manifest presence, we cannot do it. We can only do things that God has called us when we have God's presence with us. The last thing is, be open to what Holy Spirit is doing. Now, everything spiritual is not from God. And we need to have that discernment. But at the same time, we all come from different backgrounds, different cultures, we have different doctrines. And sometimes, when God is doing something in our life, our, our background or doctrines can stop us. If you look at Acts 10, the story of Peter and Cornelius, Peter wouldn't have gone to the house of Cornelius because Peter was a Jewish man, Cornelius was a non-Jewish man. But God spoke to Peter in a dream and asked him to go to the house of Cornelius. And when the Holy Spirit came upon the non-Jewish people, the Jewish believers who were there in the house of Cornelius were surprised. They were amazed, that's what the Bible says. So be open to what Holy Spirit will do. Be open to what Holy Spirit will do. Actually, when we're focused on God's presence, God will show us what is wrong, what is right. He will give us the discernment between what is from God and what is not from God. Okay, as we close, as we close, we will close with, the, with two declarations, but before that, presence the word presence means face. When you enter the presence of God, you come face to face with God. And when you come face to face with God, you build a relationship with God. We should be like Moses. God, if you're not in that, I'm not going to go there. I will only be there where you are present. Because God's presence sets us apart as people of God. We are a chosen people. We are not ordinary people. We are a chosen people. And we need to live in the plans and purposes that God has for us. We can enter into, the God's, into God's presence. When we draw near to God, God draws near to us. He's a faithful God. When you draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. When He draws near to you, you will hear His voice and you will enter into a place of rest. Okay, let's do two declarations and, and we'll close in prayer. So the first declaration should be up on the screen. We'll repeat what we just declared in the beginning of the message. One, two, three. I am hungry for more of God's manifest presence. Let's do it once again. I am hungry for more of God's manifest presence. The second one is, is really beautiful. Let's do it. One, two, three. I am near to God and He is near to me. I do not allow anything to come between me and God. Once again. I am near to God and He is near to me. 
I do not allow anything to come between me and God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We know that you are with us a lot. As we go home today, Lord, give us this hunger for your presence. Give us this hunger for your presence. Let us be a people who are focused on your presence always, O Lord, Heavenly Father. Be it at workplace, be it at our homes, be it in our businesses, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you will be our focus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for these baptisms today. And Lord, that the, the, thank you for all the people who gave your li- their lives to you, O Lord, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. We ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You did an excellent job this morning. Guys, we have coffee, cookies, snacks at the back. We also uh, will drag these benches out of the way here. If you need ministry for anything, uh, if you need ministry, prayer for anything, we'll have a team up here by the How Can We Pray banner, and you can they'll be there to pray for you, give you word, anything that you need, healing, ministry team's there. Coffee, cookies, snacks at the back. We'll see you next Sunday.